Hey everybody, we want to welcome you to the KTF Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Shannon Williams, and this is where we always defend the faith and stand for truth. And we have a great show for you today, I promise you, you don't want to miss it. Uh, Make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow on all the platforms everywhere we are that you are on your favorite place. That's where we are. So if you're on Spotify, YouTube, if you're right here on Facebook, wherever it is, we always have, uh, we, uh, we're connected right where you are. So today, uh, I want to introduce our guest. It's, uh, it's an honor to be able to have, uh, my good friend and pastor, pastor Jason Noble is with us here today. How's it going? It's going so good. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to be on the podcast. Love what you guys are doing and just cheering you on, man. Absolutely. Now, now Jason, you're a pastor. Uh, you've been a pastor for many Many years. Yep. About, I think around, I think I was looking about 30 years so far. So wow, it's crazy. I started when I was five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like that. I was born into it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you were a, uh, assemblies of God pastor. Yep. Still am. Oh, still. Yep, still. Okay. Still am. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if your new church plant was, uh, still assemblies it is. of God or yeah. not. We planted underneath the church multiplication network with the assemblies of God and okay. that's kind of our tribe. So gotcha. Yeah. Now, what got you basically introduced with me was this whole big thing that happened. It's It was the movie Breakthrough that came out. Yep. And so I don't know if you guys are aware, but Pastor Jason is actually the pastor of John and Joyce Smith. Yep. The, the little boy that fell through the ice, a young man, and he was dead, and God created a miracle and brought him literally from the dead. They gave up on him. He came back to life. It's a modern-day Lazarus story. It really is. He was dead over an hour. He'd been into the water for 15 minutes, dead for an hour. They were getting ready to type up the death certificate. The guy was in the room getting ready to type it up. And John's mom, Joyce, walked into the room, and she cried out, Holy Spirit, bring my son back to life. And at that moment, every apparatus came back. The, the, the nurses in the room would actually say the power of God moved up John's body so strong it literally knocked him back. And wow. so I, I think out of that, just that room alone, there were three or four nurses that gave their life to the Lord. I mean, it was incredible to see. He wasn't out of danger at that point, but God brought him back to life. Right, right. And I mean, what an awesome journey. So that's kind of how long before that happened, before somebody said, let's take this story and put this on the big screen. Yeah. Because this was a big deal in your community. Like this, it was. This, this sent waves everywhere, it right? Did. It was in St. Louis. It was right during the Michael Brown stuff. Okay. So the place was on fire. I mean, and, you know, this story came up. And the week before the story happened, I'd been driving in my car and I was praying, Lord, like, you know, I don't want to just read about the book of Acts. I was listening to a sermon series on Acts by yeah. uh, Brian, by, um, uh, Bill Johnson from yeah. Bethel. And I was like, man, God, I don't want to just read about it. I want to be a part of something like this. And that weekend we had gotten caught in a black lives matter thing. I mean, and so we were seeing just the demonic in such a, uh, an incredible way in St. Louis. And we had just moved there. We only lived there three months and we were just crying out to God. And Monday that happened. Wow. And I mean, it literally captivated the city. You know, the fact and he, the timeline was he was dead for an hour. He on the third day woke up Seven days in, um, all, he was taken from all respirator. Fourteen days after that, walked out of the hospital completely healed. Fourteen now, days. Fourteen from, days from being yeah. pronounced dead. Yes. 
to he was walking himself out of right. the hospital. And it was crazy wow. because when God brought him back to life, the doctors basically said he still only has a 1% chance of living. If he lives overnight, he'll be a vegetable. I mean, that, like all the stuff they were getting ready to do, organ transplants. And we just went in and we prayed. And through just a series of incredible miracles, I mean, that's what happened. He walked out of the hospital completely healed. And 40 days after that, cleared by all doctors. I mean, so it literally captivated. And while that was happening... Uh, Pastor Sammy Rodriguez, who is an evangelist that travels across the country, literally picked the story up off of USA Today. And he was reading it, sharing it at his places where he was speaking. And Joyce saw him on Facebook and said, hey, I'm going to reach out because he only knows like this much of the story. Wow. And you know Joyce. I mean, she yes. is Mama I, Joyce. I love Joyce. <laughs> yes. Joyce is a firecracker. And she just goes, I'm going to reach out to him. She reached out to him on Facebook and said, hey, you know this much of the story. Would you like to hear the rest of it? He got back to her like right away, said, yes, I want to. And throughout just the conversations, he said, hey, I'd like to have you guys down in TBN, on TBN in Tustin, California. And so that took about a year to kind of lay out, you know, God's timing. It never makes sense to us, but God has it all laid out at the right time. Right. So we da- we went down on Easter weekend of 2016, 2016. And uh, we, w- we went, we got to TBN, we ha- hung out at the green room. Um, there was a, another guy there. We thought he was the green room host. And so we told him the story. We we're talking to him for 45 minutes. Um, we went on and did our segment. He did his segment. We had no idea what he was there for. We thought he was just passing out sandwiches. And then <laughs> when we got back out, right, we talked, we took another 45 minutes. And at the very end of it, he goes, I don't know if you guys know who I am or not. And I go, no, we don't have a clue. And like in my head, I was thinking, you're not the green room guy. I mean, you know, and he goes, no, my name is Devon Franklin. And I've just re- released uh, miracles from heaven. It was just releasing that weekend. And he come to find out one of the top producers in Hollywood. Um, he said, I want this to be my next man. Story. Talk about timing, man. That was just amazing that you were in the right place. Yep. to Share your testimony about what God had done in this, this producer guy was yep. there. He was just happened to be there. And he's just hanging out in this eating sandwiches with you guys and chilling 100%. <laughs> and you know, from there, two books were written. The movie was written. And you know, now that I'm in the industry and I've had a chance to kind of see the other side of it, what I realized is movies don't ever get made. They're hard to make. And so like, and producers have a thousand stories. Everybody has a great story, you know? So like there would be absolutely no way to get connected really without a God moment like that. So people ask me all the time, how do I get a movie made? I go, I have no idea. Just show up at the right place and God opens the doors, you know? <laughs> and I mean, and providentially, like the fact that it like movies, like movies are never made in that short of a time. It came out in theaters in 2019. So it was a three-year process. You know, and what we found out, it was a 20th century Fox picture. And so in that time frame, Disney bought out Fox. And oh. our movie was the first movie that came out that was a Disney Fox. And if it would have been any longer down the road, they probably, they would probably have wouldn't have really... done it. Yep. Wow. And so, yeah, because their culture completely flipped. Yep. We've seen Disney take a real hard decline yes. when it comes to good, wholesome faith stories. Okay. And it's paying off. For, I mean, like their their bank bank account's taking a big dive too yeah and so you know it's funny listening to the insiders in hollywood kind of pontificate about why that is and it's really a simple issue parents don't trust disney anymore that's right so you know it's fun to be able to go on and to do incredible films that families love you know that's right jesus revolution and sound of freedom and now working on ordinary angels you know so it's fun to be able to say hey we've got an alternative to that and christian audiences are showing up because i think they're saying like okay it's time like we're we're not gonna come on we're not gonna give our kids to this 
well garbage anymore. Absolutely. Now, um, so that actually opened the door. I did. And so once you once you had your story made into a movie, yeah. you guys you guys were like, you're, you're you're pretty famous. I mean, people know you, right? They yeah. I yeah, mean, it's like you yep. go. They know they know you. They know your story. It's yep. out there. But this actually opened up a door. Why don't you tell us kind of what happened with that and how you got uh, breakthrough engagement started? Yeah. And 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 talk to. You know, talk to our, our listeners about how that all happened and what's happening now. Yeah, for sure. So I went to work on the marketing team for Breakthrough because of my background, I used to be the national director of kids ministry for the Assemblies of God. So I have a background in church engagement. And my passion is always, how do you take a great tool like this and help pastors and churches use it to reach their community? There's people that will go to a theater that will never step in the door of a church. Come and on. so it's amazing to see. Um, I was just talking to a pastor the other day who bought out three theaters for a Jesus Revolution and had 83 people saved in the theaters. Wow. And so I know you guys had people saved in the theaters at Jesus Revolution. Yes. So it's a great outreach field and a great outreach opportunity. And that's what I'm passionate about. How do we take these tools and help churches and pastors use it to reach our community? So it really opened the door. We were able to do that with Breakthrough, able to write the sermon series that goes along with it, the pastors can use to preach, um, you know, a lot of great tools. And so that opened that door in a pretty big way to say, okay, with new projects coming in, there's not, there's, in fact, I don't know of anyone really in the space. Um, there's one other person that I work with that was a pastor, but having a pastor in the space, speaking to filmmakers, being able to talk to them about, hey, you know, here's the handles we need to put in a film that a pastor can hold on to and, and use to reach our community. So it's been really fun to see that door open up. And we worked on other films since then, working on the church marketing and engagement, um, have a company called Breakthrough Engage um, that really partners with film to help the church use it on a grassroots level. So you what you what you see here is you've got a vision that is taking basically good stories yes um, that make great films and incorporating stuff in there that yeah. are the faith-based yep. Christian content that can also be used as evangelism tools 100% in, from the church so yep. so basically you want to say listen if they, we can't get them to church maybe we can get them to a movie them theater there. yeah and when you buy out the theater which is not that much you can buy out a whole theater for a thousand twelve hundred dollars I mean and get 200 seats in there or 150 seats you buy that out and you get the beginning and the end so you can promote your church you can talk about what God's doing at the very end you can do an altar call I mean so it's a great opportunity you know after people have just seen a movie and they're moved by it, man, it's amazing to see what God can do through those moments. Let's talk about this uh, latest uh, one. Uh, basically, last night, uh, we had the opportunity to go over here to Gastonia to, to the Regal Cinema, and we got to preview a movie yeah. that we'll be releasing October. And I just want to say, if you're, you, if you're watching, you need to get uh, your tickets, get involved with this movie. This movie is a very moving and touching story. Um, and basically, it, the title is called Ordinary, Ordinary Angels. Yep, Ordinary Angels. It has okay. Hillary Swank, Alan Ritson. They do an incredible job. It's about a dad who has two daughters. He loses his wife. You know, and in that process, he finds out one of his daughters needs a, a liver transplant and it progresses quickly. They have massive amounts of doctor bills. The dad is just, I mean, he doesn't know really what to do. And this lady raises up. She becomes an ordinary angel and helps them with the doctor's bills, helps them, you know, get planes for the transplants. And I mean, it comes down to where uh, they've got about six hours to get from 
Louisville, Kentucky to Omaha, Nebraska, when they finally get the liver, the daughter had about probably four weeks to live. And so they had to literally call in. Uh, they got the call the day that Louisville had the biggest snowstorm. And it's a story wow. of how it just, you know, how an ordinary angel can transform people's lives. Absolutely. You know, I can see this film actually inspiring people to get up and actually go do something. Yeah. Yes. You know, people, people, I think they want to help. Yes. They want, you know, inside, you know, people who are believers and Christians, they want to help. They want to do something for God. But, like they just it's like they they need something they need direction or they need somebody to inspire them or or push them what would you tell somebody that would say hey you know I'm I, I want to help my neighbor and I want to love my neighbor where, where where can we start like what's a good place for somebody that you know they just love God and you know they're just an average like an average church person right where right. can they ordinary. get plugged yeah ordinary. just an ordinary person well in the in the eyes of the world yes ordinary right. but you know I think uh, God uses ordinary to to, God always, to confound the wise God always uses the ordinary and I think it's just having our eyes open Lord show me the need and then That's I'm good. willing. I am willing to jump on it and do whatever you ask me to do. That's good. That's really good. You know, because I think so many times we're sitting around waiting for this big need to come and God goes, I have one right in front of you, you know? And so what are you doing about that one right in front of you? You know? And I mean, when you look at like um, Sharon in the movie, she struggles with alcohol. She struggles. I mean, she has a lot of struggles in her life. She's got issues, right? She's got issues. She's a hot mess, which a lot of us are, you know? Yeah. And God uses people who are hot messy. He's, he uses people who are willing to say yes. And willing to step in. And, you know, I think that's the big thing. Like, God, you know, show me and then be willing to say yes. Obediently follow what God shows you. Amen. You know, because some people, God's already told them what to do and they've been sitting around and he's waiting for Mm. them to move. That's right. They need need a little kick in the rear end. They need a little, and, you know, (laughs) I mean, I always say this, delayed obedience is disobedience. Come on. And so if God tells you to do something, go and do it. Don't wait. You know, because we're all sitting around. If we're sitting around waiting, you know, and some people go, well, I don't know how it's all going to turn out. Well, God never really shows you how it's going to turn out until you take the first step. Has he ever shown you the ending? No. No, never. He hasn't me either. Never. And never. so that's that's something that I definitely want you guys out here. I want you guys to know this. Like yeah. when God says take a step of faith, like let me tell you, you my journey started when the Lord spoke to me and said, Preach. Yeah. I was like, what? Preach. And what do we do? Well, Preach. How? Where? When? when yeah. Like, what do I, you know, we try to talk ourselves out of it. Well, maybe I had bad pizza that night or, you know, <laughs> maybe like, maybe I didn't hear from God, you know, and I've always, I mean, you, I think you got to figure out how God speaks to you. And then when you know it, like for me, God just drops on my heart and I know it. Like, I know, like, I just know that yes. I know that I know yes. that I know. Right. And so a lot of people don't know how to hear God's voice. They don't even know how he speaks. When you ask people, they're like, no, I mean, and I guarantee you, he's speaking all the time. So you have to figure out like how he speaks to you, how he challenges you, how, you know, and then go and do it. You know, uh, some, something that goes along with what you were saying. A lot of times I know that it's God speaking to me when my flesh says, that's crazy. Don't do that. That's kind of how I know it's God. If my flesh is going uh-uh don't this uh-uh don't do it i'm like well it must it has to be spiritual and heavenly for my flesh right here to be like let's let's not do this you know to, even today um the lord spoke to me about um handing a woman a piece of money mm. right and i was i was, I was like okay is, is this was this me that's no nah, that's not probably not a bad idea and i tried to talk myself out of it you know she's pro, she might think it's weird right she might think it's quite odd for me to do this and then i thought well you know what i have this opportunity and 
how's this bad? This can't be bad in any way. So I just did it. You know, yeah. I just took the piece of money. I just put it in her hand. I didn't say a word. She looked at it. She said, thank you very much. But I, you know, I don't know what that did for her. Totally. It, like while she was leaving that day, I don't know the impact, but that's God doesn't, God doesn't hold us accountable for the impact. No. God only holds us accountable for what he asks us to do. Totally. And you won't maybe know till heaven. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, but that doesn't change the fact that, okay, I got to go do what God's calling me to do, you know, and really digging into that. And so I think that's an important part of, of this is step out on obedience and you want to do greater things for the kingdom. It's going to start one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, um, I want to, I want you to tell me a little bit about your church. I know that you, um, planted a church. We did during COVID. In Oregon. Wow. And so everything That's... you hear about Oregon is very true. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a tough missions field, and we like it. You know, it's not one of the, and hopefully I can say this on your podcast, yeah. it's not one of the sexy places that people go to plant churches. Come on, yeah. You know, like it, nobody's coming there. And it's a city <laughs> of about 280,000. It's beautiful, you know, but it's just, you know, and so God put us in this place. It's my wife's hometown. And my okay. wife had said, I'm never going back there. And you know what happens when God says, you know, you tell God never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's typically where you end up. Yeah. And so um, in the middle of COVID, we planted. And we planted September, I think it was the 11th or 12th of 2021. Okay. And so, um, and in Oregon, they were still doing the lockdowns and everything. And Oregon had a law, though, that said if you ran 100 or less, you could stay open. Okay. And so we split up two services. We were running about 200 people. And I said, I'll do 10 if I have to. It doesn't matter, but we're not closing. And we didn't, we only closed for two weeks when my family got it. Because one of the things I think with COVID, and this is off the topic, but I feel like fear was yeah, the biggest virus. It was. You know, and I, I've I've watched pastors who were so afraid of it and COVID would just sweep through their congregations. The people that were like, Hey, we're not afraid and we're standing up against it. Yeah. Like I know that's anecdotal, but I think that's very true. And so we saw we've seen about six hundred people saved since we opened. We've seen God just show up in a powerful way. And wow. you know, in the that's in so the darkness. Good. There's so much opportunity to shine the light. Absolutely. So that's where I want to be put. I want to be put into a place that's dark so we can shine the light. Absolutely. I know all about going where you don't want to go. Yeah. When the Lord told us to come to Mount Holly, I'm I'm from Mount Holly. Okay. Say so I was born and raised. I ran all around the streets and played on all the ball fields. So um, I told the Lord, no, I don't know. This is right. not for me. And uh, I got a phone call. said, there's a building downtown. I was like, I don't want it. Leave me alone. Right. A realtor, they're trying to get, just go look at it. No, I don't want, I'm sitting in my office and the Holy Spirit says, just go look. Right. Go look. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll humor you and I'll go, go look. look. Right. Yeah. Well, I walked in the building and it was like instantaneously, I knew, I said, this is it. This is where, this is where our next destination is. And, and I had actually had a man say, uh, tell me that this is what, uh, this is, you're following your flesh. You want to do this, uh, just to be in a certain area. I said, let me tell you, that guy's uh, not a prophet. I can tell you that. Right. I said, I did not in my flesh want to do this. I was being led by the spirit, but I, now I know why, because th this area that we're in, there's a lot of churches, but there's not a lot of spiritually alive people. And so we're here as that light and that voice, and we're bringing truth regardless i'll tell you some yeah. of the hardest fields to plow are the ones that are filled with the religious spirit oh yes you know Preach. who people feel like that they have everything together and you know they show up on sunday but are a mess you know i mean and don't want to admit it and, and they don't want to change they yeah. feel like they have a handle on exactly everything. Yeah. that's the one thing about Oregon is you know there's no there's no there's no gray i mean it's either black or white you know where people stand you know and coming in but yeah i mean that and that's what happened with us we were actually thinking of we're going to plant down in southern california so we're close to the film 
home industry and you know whatever and we headed down that direction for about a year and a half and i mean god just would not open the doors the doors just kept kept you know flinging shut and so by about july of 2021 um or 2020 we called our district and we said hey you know what we think we're going to stay in medford we think we're going to plant right here and they go you wouldn't believe it but just today we had a call from a church who was going to church plant there and they don't want to do it anymore. So the building's yours if you want it. Wow. And I mean, the thing is, when you get a building like that, typically it's not in the best shape. So we walked in and I mean, it was trashed and we had to, you know, we had to totally turn it back around and it literally was blocks from where, where my wife grew up. Wow. And so when I t- called her and I said, Hey, you know, we're going to, the, the buildings in white city, do you want to do this? She's like, I got to pray about it. Cause her answer was right <laughs> away. Like, no. And so she prayed and sure enough, like God just opened the doors and we're so excited to see what God's doing. Amen. So, well, it was obviously the right time. It was. It and, was. You know, just now that you say that, wow, you know, right. you, you can see the hand of God working that whole thing out. You can. And I mean, there that's one of the things in the Medford area. There's a lot of churches, but dead. You know, I mean, yeah. and so with that, we get to be a church that brings a light Come on. and brings life. And, you know, really one of our big focuses is inner healing, making sure people are healed from the inside out. And yeah. we're seeing God just show up. We've had multiple addicts show up and get set free. We had a guy walk into the church a couple, like about a year ago, and he was high as a kite. I mean, just tatted up and down. He was a big dude and came in and, and he gave his life to the Lord. He was high on cocaine, gave his life to the Lord. Next week came back, got baptized, right? And I'd been praying. I'm like, Lord, send us the biggest drug dealer in town. Like, really? And let's get him saved. Yeah. And so he's been through this whole process. And I mean, God's just been transforming his life. He told me one day, he said, I've never known life without a drug since I was 13 years old. And he was 50, like 48 or 50. Wow. And so, and he came up to me the other day and he said, you know, you're praying for that, the largest drug addict in town. He goes, well, you want to start praying for the second one because... I came and got saved. Wow. And so, wow. you know, he was Look growing marijuana. I mean, in Oregon, like, you know, all of his plants died when he got saved. I mean, like, you know, it was just, it was awesome. Right. So being on the front line of seeing God show up and get people sit, you know, saved and transformed. The fact of the matter is, is God can change people. He, and he's the only one that can. That's right. Right. We try to change people. We try to clean them up. We try to do, you know, I mean, and God's the only one that can. That's right. You know, and we were talking as a staff the other day about somebody that was walking through, through something and our associate pastor, she said, you know what? It's interesting. What if that's not, we think this is what God wants to fix, but what if it's not the first thing he actually wants to fix? Come on. Come on. And that's life changing when you think about that for just a minute. I've never thought about because I'm like, oh, I I know what you need to change and I've got a plan for your life. And yeah, I mean that's what we do that's as pastors, right. right? Yeah. And sometimes God's like, No, that's not the first thing they need to change. That's not the first thing I want to do in their hearts. That's right. And so it's really interesting to just say, God, we, we trust you and we're going to walk along and do what you're calling us to do. Amen. It th- I think it's really important for a church to listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to the Lord. Yeah. Be led by the Spirit because um, in the book of Revelation, while he's speaking to the churches, it is over and over and over again. The words that Jesus spoke says, let them, let the ear hear, let them that, let them that him that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit, spirit. says yep. to the church. Yep. And so we definitely got to stay in tune with and the Holy Spirit. Who's kept out of services? It's the Holy Spirit because people can't control them. Wow. You know, I mean, and you think about how many churches today, you know, Joyce, it was fascinating because when she walked into John's room, she prayed, cried out to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. She said, Holy Spirit, bring my son back to life. It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't God, you know, and all of that would have been fine. But I think it was very strategic that we were living a a Lazarus moment. And who does she call out on? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Which Holy Spirit was sent 
to be here with us, to walk alongside of us. And, you know, I mean, that's the one Jesus said, I'm sending you the comforter. And so I think making room for the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit is such a big key. It is. I think it is. Um, A fun project I I got to work on was come out in Jesus name. That was a pretty, yeah, that was a pretty wild project. Yeah. And so working with pastor Greg Locke, I mean, that was a fun one, but I know we both know him. So, you know, digging into that one, pretty crazy. Yeah. I I got a, I got a very small piece in that. I got like a three second. Uh, Yeah. You were famous. Um, and then he, he did give a shout out to us in the movie. My wife works at Derek Prince ministries. And so we're the ones that actually got the, the material, Derek Prince material in his hand that he started listening to that got changed him, his life, got right? him rolling. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, but there's a lot that went into that, but I, you know, I believe that God was uh, definitely working to bring about healing deliverance. You know, this is about the Holy spirit. It is, you know, deliverance is, is not about deliverance. Deliverance right. is about Jesus and the Holy spirit and God working and actually making, um, things happen in our, in our churches yep. and in people's lives. And so we, we got to get away from programs and this is what my denomination wants and uh, being led by the spirit. I, you'll be set free. If you'll say, I'm going to be led by the spirit instead of being led by men. 100%. And really digging into that and saying, okay, you know, like I'm done playing games. Like, cause the Holy spirit has come to bring us freedom. And so like literally freedom is what Jesus desires. And I think that that digging into that and saying, okay, to get freedom, I have to be spirit led. Where and the so, spirit of the Lord where is. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's there is, freedom. Amen. Yep. Amen. And so many people are bound up today. And, you know, I think that really allowing the spirit to move, teaching people how to hear God's voice. I mean, those are all keys. And so. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're getting ready to wrap this uh, podcast up. I really appreciate you being here. I want you to give us uh, a plug for your uh, for your church. If anybody's out in that area. Yeah. Why don't you tell them the name and how to get there and all that good stuff? Definitely. If you're in White City, Oregon, which is in the Medford, Oregon area, the southern um, southern Oregon, the Rogue Valley may have heard of Crater Lake. We're right right there. But man, go check it out. Our website is myhopecity.church um, and it has all the information. We pr- we post our sermons. And so if you're looking for good good messages, want to encourage you to check that out. And man, if you're in the Oregon, if you're in White City, if you're in the Medford, Oregon area, come and visit us at 10 or 1130 on Sunday mornings. Awesome. Awesome. So good to have you here today. Good to be here. Thank you. Pastor, um, it's a privilege to be able to have you here on this program today. And it's also a privilege to have you here with us. So we appreciate our audience and uh, stay tuned because we're always going to be bringing some great content, some great guests, and stay tuned because we got a lot of stuff coming up right here on the KTF Podcast. I'm Pastor Shannon Williams reminding you to always keep the faith to the finish line. God bless you guys.